Hi, dude. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Quick Fix Podcast. I'm Forrest Hammond II, and here you'll get proven information to increase success and improve in every area, including finance, leadership, and relationships. Better information equals better thinking, and that guarantees better results. You just have to change what's going into your brain. Now it's time to get your quick fix. This is the Quick Fix Podcast. Quick Fix! My goodness, it feels good to be back. Welcome, everyone. It's been kind of a whirlwind week. Um, I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but preparation for girls camp is quite a task. My wife has planned a whole girls camp and really just getting everything ready for that and the preparation and same thing I've been working on a boys camp and it's been quite a bit and it's amazing what all goes into it. And I got a new book today and I literally just read like the foreword by someone else and I believe it was Stephen Covey and the book is I'm sure it's going to be unbelievable, but just the foreword, if you read that and you get excited about it and like thoughts start pouring out, that's pretty amazing. I feel pretty good about how this book's going to turn out, but it's interesting how often I have a slump in reading and consistently I have a book of some kind, whether it's uh, spiritual in nature or business or pleasure reading, which I haven't done a lot of just because I've tried to focus more on the business and the spiritual side, but I've been able at least to carry one book and just kind of stumble my way through it. Um, but I'm excited now because I've got this book and it's just really lighting me up in thinking, which has kind of infused the thinking into this podcast, this episode. And um, got some good quotes that will kind of liven it up, begin and start us off. This is from Connie Mack, who was a baseball coach and player in the 1862 to 1956, said, I have seen boys on my baseball team go into slumps and never come out of them. And I've seen others snap right out and come back better than ever. I guess more players lick themselves than are ever licked by an opposing team. The first thing any man has to know is how to handle himself. Training counts. You can't win any games unless you are ready to win. Which, you know, we talk a lot about success on this podcast. And if you're not ready for that success, if you're not ready to win, well, then you're not going to. So, uh, I mean, there's great stuff here on preparation and planning. Inspiration in presentation means perspiration in preparation. You got to do the work. It's just what it is. He who is not prepared today will be less so tomorrow. The future, this is Ralph Waldo, em Ralph Waldo Emerson, the future belongs to those who prepare for it and who work for it and live for it. And then last, Edward W. Brooke, a senator, said, study and planning are an absolute prerequisite for any kind of intelligent action. So studying and planning for that intelligent action. And I see this, my wife is a great example of preparation in that when she is looking for something new, whether it's, you know, right now it's baby stuff for obvious reasons, and 
household items, uh, I mean just everything. She's always been really good about studying it out, finding what the top things are, whether it's for safety or, um, you know, just all of the stuff that these companies market on. And she does thorough research to find out if it's actually going to be a good product. And without fail, the stuff that she buys is just awesome. Like I get bought into it to where I'm selling it to other dads, you know, Hey, this car, this car carrier for this baby is just unbelievable. You got to get it. Like, you know, other people are selling their buddies on trucks and tractor equipment and guns. And I'm selling them on baby carriers. And it just shows that in order to make those intelligent decisions, you really have to do that study and preparation. And I've really gotten into that to where, most of my purchases, if I go into a store physically, I mean, how many, if you think back of the purchases you've made in the last month, besides food, and I mean, even that with Amazon and these other services that started during COVID or after, how many purchases have you actually made in store? It's unbelievable. I rarely go, and now my going into store for items like shoes and different things like that isn't actually to purchase the shoe. It's actually just to try it on to make sure it fits. And, uh, you know, it's recently helped. I got some new shoes, which, you know, it's never been a fun experience for me until these shoes because it actually really helps. But the research and it wasn't even in the top five of products I was picking. So you have to do that preparation in order to have the results in order to be ready to win. You have to do that preparation. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about is that what what kind of preparation really goes into success? So preparation precedes performance. So, and I think it has to be for a, a good performance. I mean, we've got the Olympics coming up this weekend, which is exciting. And you think about these performers, they're amazing athletes. They, you know, the months and the years and the planning and the preparation physically, mentally, emotionally to take this journey is just unbelievable. And I, you know, I listened to a speech recently by Peter Vidmar, who was a, a very successful gymnast and the, the amount of preparation that he put into it. And I mean, you could go through any kind of Olympic athlete, the mental preparation, the visualization that goes into winning these things and to have a stellar performance. And I actually, I knew a, a gentleman who, I, I think I was I was senior year of high school, and he was a firefighter by trade. And he was going, I think he, he had qualified, or trying to qualify for the Olympics. He had tried like two or three times to qualify. And the sheer amount of time that he's put in just to the preparation, just to try and qualify for this, was unbelievable years and years of preparation. And I think, you know, we look at that and we're like, oh man, those Olympic athletes, you know, Michael Phelps is a good example that you see this glory that he goes to the Olympics and he, you know, wins 4,000 gold medals and 2,500 silver and three bronze. And it's great, but you don't realize the hours and hours and months and years of you know, swimming practice and eating right and weightlifting. And it's amazing that preparation. 
And of course, you think about the team of people they have behind them, but you have to prepare yourself mentally to do the things you need to do to win. And I was thinking this in the context of right now, there are so many opportunities out there. And especially with, you know, a lot of the businesses around having shortage of people to work, which is just sad. But right now you have to prepare for that opportunity that's going to come up in a year, two years, four years, when you're going to start your own business, when you're the CEO of another company, when you acquire a multi-billion dollar company into yours, like whatever it is, you have to prepare now. So in reflecting on this, I mean, there's a ton that goes into that, but what would the future you tell you today? You know, people always look at if, you know, what if you could in five years have anything, what would it be, you know, different things like look in the future. But I think it's good to reflect and see what would future you tell you today? And is that a part of a business that you're going to start or just started? Um, you know, you could tell yourself, you know, have that, do that preparation, make sure you're doing everything every day. This work is going to pay off. Make sure that you're a hundred percent honest in all of your dealings. It will pay off, you know, um, of course, always that's the truth, but it's a, just interesting, uh, something that you can reflect on. And what is something that if you could, that you could tell past you now, honestly, reflecting on the past and being like beating yourself up about stuff or, you know, rehashing stuff where you have failed and just not done what you're supposed to do. Probably not super healthy, but if you can look at it as a springboard to show yourself, Hey, you know, this last opportunity I missed out on because I wasn't prepared. And I know for myself, mentally, I hadn't prepared myself in the first six years of uh, professionalism in my career, blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't prepare myself adequately to look at opportunities. And so I, you know, I've told you this before, I've got, I got um, really just comfortable and apathetic. I, not pathetic, maybe a little that too, but I was apathetic. I was just, I, I felt like it was a comfortable place to be in and I really didn't stretch myself or push to where I believe I could be a lot further ahead. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. I learned what I learned there. You know, it worked out for where it needed to work out. But I really think I could have prepared myself better to springboard into more opportunities. So... I think preparation is just important. Everyone can see how that is and make sure that you just decide what, what, what goal you want, decide what you want out of life, learn from those who have it and then go do that. And that's, you have to have that preparation or do that. You're not going to become, you know, if you look at your mentor or someone whose success you want to have, which hopefully that is your mentor, um, you're not just going to get it right away. You're not going to be who they are. And and it's interesting because you look at younger people today and uh, that's makes me sound old saying that. But if you, if you look at people that right out of college, right out of the high school, they want to have their parents' house. They want to have their cars. They want to have, 
you know, that level of success when they're not willing to put the work into it or they just haven't done that yet. And so it's important to remember that it took years and years to get there, you know, working on that marriage. If it's a great marriage, you know, seeing the stuff that they did, it's a lot of work or, you know, kids, man, you have to do a lot of preparation, a lot of investment in helping kids and, you know, getting a house, getting cars, like having different things for the trappings of success, you, it takes preparation. So, but the other thing that I think is important is once you've prepared, once you've moved along your journey, I think this is also something that's just been really close to my mind and it's leadership. And that's something I obviously talk about a lot on here because it's so important. It is vital to the success of anything. And there's a concept right now that I just don't understand. It's not a leadership concept because if it was actual, this is, this is not actual leadership is what I'm saying. And that's people who micromanage. There's, I've experienced this throughout my life and it's, um, Typically, it's a personality that um, I don't coincide with very well, and I didn't understand that until I started reading like Personality Plus and um, you know a lot of these personality books that talk about you know how to deal with people, those people skills. And I think they're important. I don't think you should paint people in a box, but I think they're important so you can understand yourself and others and why they are how they, how they are. And same with yourself. And like I said, it's not an excuse, but it's an opportunity to improve yourself and become better. So these strong personalities, red personalities, if you will, um, oftentimes they push themselves to, to these leadership positions. They want to, you know, kind of be the engine to things. And it's great. It's a great, um, characteristic to have. And I, I, remember being envious of that because I, I wasn't that way in a louder perspective. I was kind of a quieter, um, more reserved, reluctant to take that position, but I knew I could. Um, and you know, to my, uh, uh, really to my detriment, I didn't step into those roles as often as I should, but some of these red personalities, they get to where they micromanage. They require every decision to go through them before it's okay. They, it's about control. Um, they think they can tr- essentially control their way to success, I think. Like, I don't understand it completely. And the reason I bring it up is for, for true success, for true leadership, you have to empower people empowering people is the only way to success. Because if you think about it, you have an organization, whether it's, you know, your own business, small, large, medium, um, international, you know, you're a part of corporate or you're, you know, smaller management. Are you um, a part of someone else's business? Um, Whatever form, I, I mean, are you running your home? Whatever form of leadership you're involved in, you have to empower people to become successful in becoming who you are and um, doing the things that you do. So I, I look at my daughters and 
you know, they both are very capable. They both are strong personalities. They'll be very strong women, which is awesome. And it's tough to get them inspired to do work. I know, shocking, right? Everyone with kids is like, oh, well, thanks for that bit, Forrest. You know, it understandable. They don't they don't want to work. But you have to teach kids how to work. And dishes has been, and I think for everybody, is kind of the the hard thing to teach. It's it's a menial task sometimes. To me, it's relaxing, it's therapeutic, and I actually kind of enjoy doing some dishes every now and again. But they just kind of refused. Well, Lily, the younger, she kind of leaned into it and really has just been rocking dishes. And, you know, Addie doesn't enjoy it as much, which is kind of how I was as a kid. And so maybe later on it'll become therapeutic for her. But as I've worked to teach them to do the dishes, it's, it's been very difficult. It's been a long road and a hard road to try and teach this skill and then to do it effectively and then to do it mostly independently and then to help each other out a little bit. But you know what? I can now leave them with a counter full of dishes. We don't have a dishwasher, by the way. So that just adds more to the depth of of this skill and teaching this. But, um, you know, and I will just throw this out there that my wife has been just absolutely 99% instrumental in teaching this because it's, it's example. It's her getting in there and showing them how to do it and actually get them clean. Me just... I like to speed through them and get it done as quick as I can. But now I have two little great assets because now they are willing to do the dishes. It's something I don't have to worry about doing. And once I get like them started, get excited-ish about doing it or just get them inspired to do the dishes, they take care of that task on their own. So to me, you know, this is what leadership should be because now that they are successful in this task, I am ultimately more successful because I can go do other things that I need to accomplish. And then I'll periodically come in and, you know, rinse for them a little bit or just have a nice conversation. And they're focused on some task. And while they are, that's usually when they start talking more. And it's great. It's a great parenting moment, great bonding moment. And I think, you know, we're missing out if we're not doing this in in any area, whether it's family or work. And I know that I've felt held captive, held hostage in these moments in my life where I, I've just been held back. Remember, you cannot become a leader without opportunity where does that opportunity come from? You can, you can grip that and rip it out of something and do it yourself. That's a hundred percent there. But also anybody that's in a leadership position, I feel like it's our responsibility as leaders to cultivate this opportunity for others. As an employer, someone should be looking at the people below them, not as, Hey, these are my workers and they're going to stay here forever. Nobody wants that, especially not today. People want to advance. They want to grow. They want to move to different places, have different experiences. So if you can't 
get in touch with that reality and see that in leadership, you are there to grab this person by the arm and help them gain the skills, show them the skills that you've gained and help them, you know, grow them in their selves and look at what they want to do. Ask them, ask them what they want. I mean, number one, number one rule of sales, find out what the other person wants and then help them get it. So we should be looking at that. I mean, that's our kids. That's our spouses. That's who our friends. That's who are we come in contact with our customers. If we're truly being leaders, you know, we need to cultivate this in the people we work with first and foremost, help them grow. And if they move on to somewhere else, great. If not, they can take your place, help you move up more and you're more successful and you know, you're going to make more money. Your clients and customers are going to be happier. Your staff is going to be happier and they won't feel held back. And I would hate you know, thinking in my mind's eye, if, if I'm thinking of my future self 10 years, 20 years from now, 30, I don't know. And I think back and my future self says, okay, let's see, I'm going to look back on the people that I've influenced in business, in, in jobs, in life. And it would just hurt to think that I had, had just held someone down, that I had held them back from their potential because I was so selfish in wanting power over them or over the business or the company or the job. It was where I felt like if, if I helped them at all, if I helped them gain skills or replace myself, that that was a threat to me. And that's part of the problem with corporate America today is oftentimes that's what it's seen as, is that that person is now a threat to your job and it can be, but let's say it is. Let's say if your company sees that you've got somebody that is doing, you know, all of this leadership stuff and they know how to do your job. And let's say, you know, heaven forbid, they replace you with this person that you have mentored and brought up to be who you are. You know, that's the flaw. If that happens, I guarantee there's going to be other opportunities and bigger opportunities for you and places where people will see your value and that you'll be able to do that very same process in a successful environment to where you won't be replaced. You'll actually be promoted. You'll be rewarded. You'll be lauded. It'll, it's, it's finding the right place that is going to give you the, the compensation for the value that you bring and a fair compensation. And that's not just monetarily, although that definitely helps but I think it's, it's in every way. So becoming a light leader is preparation. You have to have that preparation that precedes proper performance to get the results you want in order to be a winner. And then in becoming a leader, you have to really just do for others what you wished someone had done for you. Mentor them, give them the skills that they need to be successful. So quick fix for the day. Start your preparation. Look into the future and think about what your future self would tell you now and decide what your program should be. My advice, if this can be added to your quick fix, I would definitely make sure that it has a reading portion to that improvement in preparation. 
reading good books, reading books that is going to help you with your people skills and your success, listening, listening to good audios of whatever kind that may be. If that's audio books, that's fine. Um, you know, finding what works for you and what's really going to help your six inches between your ears. What's going to make that change for you? And then associating and make sure that you're associating with the right people that you want to have their results. Make sure that you're associating with people that are going to help you get the skills to move you forward in leadership and not hold you back. Now get out there and go inspire somebody else. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Quick Fix Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and we'll talk to you next time. Quick Fix!